What's going on, everyone? It's your boy E here. Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. On my way to work, driving, and y'all know how we do it when we do on-the-road theology. So we're going to chop it up. Man, I want to talk briefly this morning about the Kanye West Joel Osteen connection. <laughs> so before I get started, let me say this. I have this audio version here on the podcast, but if you go to my YouTube channel, The Proverbial Life, I also have a video recording with me sharing specific bullet points on my thoughts concerning the Kanye West Joel Osteen connection. So you might want to check that out as well to kind of put the pieces together of all my thoughts. But I want to share some here. So these are my initial thoughts. Number one, my dude got paid. All right. I think if I'm not mistaken, I mentioned this the other day on my live Facebook recording that I believe he got offered like almost three thousand three hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, y'all. Um And I don't think that he sold himself out for money. And this is why. There were a lot of things that Kanye West discussed at Joel Osteen's church that, frankly, I don't remember a time ever hearing these concepts taught or mentioned at Joel Osteen's church. So there were words like repentance and sin and the fear of God that were mentioned that I think made Joel Osteen quite uncomfortable. If you watch the video, right, if you see the video of Kanye speaking at Joel Osteen's church, you see that, you know, (laughs) Joel Osteen has a smile tattooed on his face, so that didn't leave, but it was like an uncomfortable smile. It was like, yo, this dude is hood, and he loves Jesus, and he's been connected to some, some... some like solid teaching like I don't know like this is this is a good fit for me because it brings a lot of publicity but at the same time I'm kind of scared you know what I mean like that was the kind of look that he had on his face and that's how I saw it um so so that's that I think it was good um it was a good opportunity for Kanye West to share his story because it was a large platform the church was packed. And this is another thing to keep in mind. The church was packed probably with a lot of new faces. You know, Kanye West is in town. Um, Joel Osteen's church. I'm I, I'm sure that there were a lot of people there that Sunday that normally don't go to that church. And I think the reason why that's important to mention is when you listen to the audio, you hear a lot of amens and claps. Now, that could well very be that could very well be from people that are regular attendees at the church but with that i'm also thinking that there were a lot of visitors there because kanye west is in town and there's a lot of buzz and so i think mingled in with the regular crowd at joel osteen's church there were probably a lot of other people there as well And many of those people, I mean, you know, obviously we're, you know, adding to, we don't know for certain, but many of those people could have been solid believers. 
Um, we don't know that for certain. Um, but obviously, it was a big crowd. And Kanye West had the opportunity to speak before this big crowd. And I, and I, I would say this too, man. When Kanye West was there, he did not embrace the prosperity gospel. Although he did embrace a, a prosperity gospel proponent. And I think that's a distinction that needs to be made. In his ignorance, I believe, he embraced Joel Osteen as someone who is a teacher of God. He is a proponent of Christianity. He is a spokesman on behalf of God. That's how it was portrayed. I think Joel Osteen is a false teacher. I think that there is well-documented resources to prove that point. Um, but that being said, I think that it was wrong for Kanye West to promote Joel Osteen in that light. Um, and I think that's something that some of the people in his corner should pull him to the side and go, yo, fam, <laughs> uh, let me give you. And, and honestly, I think that's something that should have happened prior. You know, uh, I don't know if Adam Tyson had the opportunity to speak into Joel Osteen's life. I don't know the role Adam Tyson plays right now in Joel Osteen, excuse me, in, in Kanye West's life. You know, Kanye's on the road and he's kind of growing uh, with respect to his, you know, Sunday service and traveling and so on and so forth. And I don't know how much of a role Adam Tyson is playing right now as we speak in Kanye West's theology. I know that he definitely had a major role in the beginning. Um, and he sat down with him for many hours to break down sound theological concepts. And with all due respect, uh, obviously that those are things that need to continue. Um, but I think that he has been given Kanye West a good foundation in many respects. Um, a better foundation than a lot of people who are new to the faith have gotten. I'll say this, Kanye West has received a better foundation in Christianity than, than I received when I first came to faith in Christ. Um, and so I think it's important that all these things be kept in mind because when I was a new believer, I, I didn't have a problem with the Joel Osteen. As a matter of fact, I don't think Joel Osteen was around when I was a new believer. But I didn't have a problem with the T.D. Jakes or Cliff O'Dollar. I didn't have a problem with... Uh, the TBN preachers and like Hen and all those things. Now, it didn't take me long for me to come to the place where I realized, eh, these dudes is whack. You know, it took me about a year, maybe two, uh, to come to the place where I understood better that these were dangerous teachers. Um, but keep in mind, y'all, like Kanye West has been a believer for maybe four months, right? Like maybe four months. The only thing that's different between Kanye West and me as a new believer is that he has a greater exposure to publicity because of his platform prior to coming to faith in Christ. Like, this is easy, right? And so the platform that he had prior to being in faith and being in Christ is now heightened because it also includes the Christian circle, right? And so... All that being said, I don't think he said anything that was promoting false doctrine, okay? I think many of the things he said were very good 
You know, he, he talked about sin. He talked about repentance. He talked about the fear of God. Um, you know, he talked about uh, his family. He talked about, you know, um, one of his one of his songs being the most important songs that has ever been written because it talked about how the culture wants to snatch up his family and all that's true and good. Uh, there was one time in the uh, in the speech where he talked about uh, him being the greatest. Um, you know, artist ever, you know, um, and, and, and he was highlighting the fact that that's his arrogance, you know, okay, hey, listen, there are times when we are arrogant and especially you're that much more vulnerable as a new believer and with respect to your arrogance and pride and, and vulnerability and all that. Um, so I'm not knocking that man. Like, come on y'all. Like, I'm not knocking that, you know, I'm not saying the dude is without sin. He even mentioned that when you come to faith in Christ, it's not like you are this person that doesn't sin anymore, that you don't have any addictions or struggles like Kanye West as a new believer is communicating like a baby. And there are times to be a baby and you act like a baby when you are a baby. But when you come to maturity, you no longer act like a baby. So the standard that I hold Kanye West to is a standard that should be in alignment with a Christian because as someone who has professed faith in Christ and so far has shown forth evidence that he has a new heart by some of the actions I've seen, he should walk closer to the Lord or walk closely to the Lord and speak truth. And, and the manifestation of that will be evident because of a changed heart. That being said, babies are going goo goo gaga, right? Like that's their speech. That's how they goo goo gaga. That's how they communicate. But as they mature, their communication matures as well. Their understanding matures as well. And so a lot of the things that Kanye West communicated on stage at Joel Osteen's church, you know, I hear you as a baby, right? Like there's a lot of truth that he said that was communicated in baby language. So one of my concerns is with the reform community, and this is really posed as a question. What do y'all think about this? One of my things is it's easy for the reform circle to criticize, well, why was he at Joel Osteen's church? Why would he accept that? Well, my question is, why did it, and not that they have to, okay? Because like the word, the, the Sunday, Sunday morning service is a time where the word of God are to be preached. And, and so in keeping with the regulative principle, you know, we are to do what scripture commands, right? And so Sunday morning service isn't about, you know, the, the, the dancing. It isn't about, you know, the, the painting of the face and, and doing all these like special dances and special music. Like it's, it's the word of God is where to sing together, where to have the word of God preached. There's to be prayer. There's to be fellowship. Like that's what service the word of that's what church is to be about. Right. That being said, why, why didn't people like, um, you know, 
Grace Church in LA or um, Bethlehem Church in Minneapolis. Uh, some of these bigger churches that have a large platform, why didn't they have a Kanye West there? I don't know. Should they have had a Kanye West there? I'm not saying they should have, but what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Uh, like I said, man, I'm going to close here, but like I said, please watch the YouTube video that I did. I highlight some points that are more specific than I did here on this podcast, but I wanted to continue the talk, continue the conversation on this theme of Kanye West connecting with Joel Osteen and what your thoughts were. Um, leave a comment behind. As always, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, also to the YouTube channel. And I love, I would love to hear your feedback. All right, y'all. Till next time, look to Christ, live wisely, leave a legacy behind for his namesake. Grace and peace.